we're back. And we're back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back uh, to a brand new episode of Ike Live here on a Sunday. I know I like having them on Sunday, man. I know we've, we've flip-flopped days recently. We've had some Friday shows. We've had some Saturday shows. Saturday. I still kind of like Sunday shows. Yeah? I do. No, I like Sunday uh, shows. It doesn't matter. It's not football season, so we're not competing against football. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, who cares? But <laughs> I kind of like Sunday shows. I don't know. They they feel good to me. Um, also, we do want to say hello to our missing members. Hello. Uh, Pete hello. Glesick and Dave Brodzik. I hope you guys are watching and listening. We miss you guys. Definitely. What's up with Dave? Haven't seen Dave in a while. Beats the hell out of me. Is he? Is he? Uh, it's ever since the Russia thing happened. He's uh, been he's MIA. Does that have anything to do with Russia? He's, he's undercover. Is, he's he's tra- huh. is he training? Is he, like is he training ready? with the uh, Ukraines? It pr- might be Ukrainians. I remember a couple years ago, he said he was going to start a militia huh. up north. So <laughs> Pro- probably has. Has, <laughs> has anybody mean, talked to Mel? Is nope. Dave around? Did he take a flight to, uh, to Europe? Where is he? No, dude, MIA. Oh. That is that is kind of strange. Well, uh, if you're watching, Dave, we yeah. miss you. We love you, Dave. We miss, miss you. you. Come bud. back from Ukraine. Uh, <laughs> let me remind Come you. Come back to us. Go back to us. Let me remind you. Uh, I can see the memes now. Dave in Ukraine. <laughs> I hope Riding so. Bigfoot in the battle. Yeah. yeah. I hope so. Uh, Riding Bigfoot. Yeah. If you are watching tonight over on social media, like and share the feed. Like and share the feed. If you do that, you're going to be entered a chance to win the Ike Live gift bag and, and a Jason Christie AFCO shirt, sweatshirt, which is great. So uh, p- please uh, like and share the feed. Also, send your comments in. Jake, uh, we want to do a little catch up. You got a couple that straggled through that you want to just mention. Stragglers. People talking about Zeke. Drunk Woods saying Riz broke the fish. What else? <laughs> Did you break a sign or no? Uh, Drunk Wood, man, I think last time I held it up, dude. I think I held it up. Might upside held it up down. backwards. Yeah. Upside that one's got down. the eye, right? Yeah. Woo! Something's it's a big Something fell off. No, the What's eye's gone. <laughs> is There's there? no yeah. eye. But that's all right. It's still beautiful. There, yeah, there yeah. is no eye. <laughs> Drunk Wood, I got you, dog. Whoop, Mike, what do you think this thing will I'd be a what, 17 pounder? I don't know. I would that's an OHI right 17, there. 18? I don't know. It, 17, 18, 19, that, 20 pounder? If that was a fish. That weighed more than all the fish I caught in bass events this year, <laughs> I'm sure. That, that, that thing weighs, weighs more than there's no I in team. <laughs> <laughs> That's also true. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what else we got, Bri? I think I'd like to get to it. We got Luke waiting or wh- yep, what? Yep, how, we yep. got to dial him up or no, what is this, old school? Chilling. All right. All right, so I- I'm excited because this guy's on a roll. Um He's one of the young guys, one of the I, – I would call him one of the it guys in bass right now. We need these guys really bad in the sport. Uh, and I'm excited because it's the first time on Ike Live. Joining us now, the one and only Luke Palmer. Luke. How you doing tonight, Luke? Doing well. How are you guys? Very good. Thank you for joining us on the show tonight. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks you guys for having me. I before we get started, I'm glad you're back, man. Thank you. Hey, all right. Thank you, thank you. I, I, I'm glad you're back, dude. It means so much. I got, I got to tell you, thank you for saying that. And I have heard from this is really interesting. Uh, how many guys look we have on the elite show? Ninety something, right? Ninety, yeah. whatever it is, ninety four, ninety three, whatever we have. Yeah. I have literally heard. I bet you like eighty of the guys since the first event you know, through the last event, have taken time out to come up and say that to me. And I really appreciate that. Honestly, it, it means a lot that you guys have welcomed me back. Um, you know, I I didn't feel a lot of that love in the other circuit <laughs> I was fishing. So it is, uh, it, is, the other guys. it is nice to be back, although I'm not catching them. We're going to talk about that a little later. I have a couple questions to ask you. But uh, – First things first. Where I, I I see the background here. Where are you at? Are you at home? Are you on the road? Where where are you where are you calling in from? Now, hey, come back home. I finally got home Friday night. I was back to work on Saturday morning. <laughs> uh, wow. So I, me and my dad went That's fishing awesome. today. And I said the only Wi-Fi connection that I have in Colgate for me is at my hardware store. Yeah. <laughs> well, that that so. that's awesome. And I I, I want to say that I pr- appreciate. Very, very much you guys that fish hard, succeed, do well at the highest level of competition, and then you get home and it's like 
back to normal life. I I like that. I I really really appreciate that. Um, I, am I mad at the guys that just get to fish forever and ever and not do anything else and they're just like gypsies? I used to do that yeah. when I was young, but I'm a little mad at those guys. I appreciate <laughs> a guy that actually has a life and a normal job outside of that. But I noticed, Luke, I've been following you on Instagram for a while now, and uh, I like what you're doing over there. But I noticed on your Instagram page, I don't remember exactly what it says, but it says something about, you know, the hardware business and the lawn business. So t tell me about that. That's That's got to be important to you. Oh yeah. My, the hardware store has been my family since the forties. So that's kind of a, it's hard to give something like that up. It's been so yeah. near and dear to my heart and you, you know, and you don't bite that hand that feeds you, yeah. you know, you, you gotta, you take care of that. The, the mowing deal actually started back when I was 10 or 11 and, uh, dad kind of gave me the ultimatum. He was like, are you gonna, you can mow grass, fish or play baseball, but, uh, you're gonna mow grass. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, i mean you know it's one of those deals I, I had to make a little decision in life a little yeah. early but uh i mean i still played baseball through after that i ended up playing more but uh i uh, i went ahead and i got the mowing deal going and that's uh that's kind of what actually got me started with the fishing deal which i mean my dad got me started but as far as having the the four dollars i had in my pocket to go fishing i was able to buy a few things and uh that's kind of what got me going into, you know, to keep me, keep me going yeah. for money wise. You know how it is with money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not, it's not easy, especially that, on it now. Yeah. That's awesome to hear that. Cause there's, you, you know, uh, honestly, I, I feel like, and I've got Luke, I've got two in their tw early twenties and I've got two younger kids and I feel like a lot of the younger generation, they're missing that work, work ethic. So to, to see that, you know, I, I think that's important. Like, uh, Jake, I'm going to put you on the spot. Our yeah. our uh, guy doing our IMs tonight. Uh, Jake, how old are you? 23. 23. Ooh. You're one of the hardest working. I, I've known you since you were literally in high school. And you've worked your ass off from a very young age. And you're still working thank, your ass thank off. Thank you. And I really appreciate that. So to hear that, Luke, that. Yeah, but that, it's not. Don't give the credit to Jake. Right. It's his parents. It's his dad. It's his <laughs> and parents. And don't blame yeah. the kids that are lazy. Oh, it's yeah. their parents. It's their parents. Yeah. Right. Right. And but, but you should you should have that. But here's the thing I want to okay. say. How much of that work ethic that you've had since you started that lawn business, how much of that, Luke, has transferred into what you do now? Because I, I can tell you for me, my, my fishing skill is not that good. I've always relied on my work ethic, and I, I see it in you a little bit. Is that important to your, to your fishing as well? Oh, 100%. I mean, because the fishing deal is actually – I mean, you know, it's stressful, no doubt, yeah. you know, I mean, it is, um, but that's, that's my enjoyment to an extent, right. you know, I, I love it. I mean, I love to fish when I'm at the store. It's like, that's all I think about. Cause that's what I want to be doing, <laughs> but it kind of gives me a nice breakup, I guess you'd say from it yeah. to keep me so enthused and not, you, you can get burnt out on something if you do it every single day. Yeah. And I think that gives a little bit advantage for me because I am coming back home and going to work you know now don't get me wrong i would love to stay on the water every single day and uh and keep at it but that's not what does it for me yet yeah. uh so but the work ethic i mean that's kind of how i've been my whole life uh i enjoy working working is one of my favorite things to do yeah. um it doesn't matter if it's fishing or i worked at playing basketball i worked at playing baseball uh i i've just always wanted to stay busy and do things and that's one thing about fishing. It changes every single day. So you don't really, you can't get tired of it Yeah. because, you know, someone's going to catch them better than you the next day or vice versa. And uh, it kind of it just keeps you driven and keeps you going. Yeah, that's awesome. How important is that balance between like the work and the fishing and the aspect of like, so the, the, the work is obviously, you know, it, it helps you in your financial stability. It helps you keep things moving when you're not catching them, when you're not cashing checks. But, like, also, like, when you're at the hardware store or you're cutting grass, like, in the back of your mind, you're thinking about, man, I really want to be fishing. Like, how much does it really just keep that fire lit to make you really yeah. – when you when you put the boat in the water yeah. the next time, you're jacked to fish every yeah. single time. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, it is 100% because you're like – honestly, you want to be fishing. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, I love being at the hardware store. I love dealing with people. Um, I enjoy that. I really enjoy that. I enjoy helping people. Um, but that passion and that drive is like you say, when you put that thing in the water and you don't get off till dark every single night, because, you know, obviously that could be your last time ever to fish too, but you, you, you know, that your time is somewhat limited to some Mm -hmm. guys who are able to fish all the time. Um, so you have to make every second, every minute you're out there count. And uh, that's, it, it, that's what pushes me harder and harder each time because I want to succeed, you know, I mean, every aspect I do in my life and, uh, and that's, it's, it's definitely helped for that. Just, you know, I want to win, you know, it doesn't matter if we're playing horseshoe or whatever. I want to win, you know, yeah. that's just part of it. Yeah, you guys awesome. remember when we had Lindner on? Yeah. One of the thing, one of the biggest things that stood out when we had Al Lindner on, he said, go fishing every chance you get. Right. Whether it's for 30 minutes yeah. or you have 14 hours, go fishing every yeah. chance you get. And what you're saying Luke is like it just hammered something into my brain and like it's really I got to spit it out when you don't have a chance to go fishing every day you don't get to pick your conditions right you don't get to pick like oh it's at the end of a three-day warming trend and I'm gonna oh I'm definitely gonna go today yeah it's like oh today's the day I actually can jump out the window for five hours and fish so I'm going it doesn't matter if it's 35 degrees and raining or it's 70 I'm going might makes you fish the no. moment a little better because you for have sure. to fish under those conditions. For sure. You Just got, like you do on the trail. Yeah. The tournament trail. Yeah. yeah. Like you, you said at Alloway the other day. Yeah. Lake, uh, yeah. lake of it's the. Right. Everybody knows. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> lake in Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> you had four hours, right? Four so hours. you got to make it work. Have Whatever, however, yeah. however the fish want to talk to you, yeah. you got that time. Yeah. Make it work. Yeah. Like, that's cool stuff. It's man. true. Uh, I, I want to know, Luke, has. You know, you you work in this hardware business. Your family's had it since the '40s. That's incredible. Ha, has mm. your family been supportive of this part of your life and your career from day one, or were they a little like, "Oh, oh, you want to really become a gypsy and go travel the world"? <laughs> yeah. Or were they were they pretty cool with it from day one? No, they they really have been. They they've always been supportive of me fishing. Period. Uh, I think they actually kind of wanted me to try it a lot earlier in life. Yeah. Um, but, you know, things didn't line up. They, you know, I mean, I always said when I, if I could ever make the elites, I said I want to be able to try to make it on my own for two years. Yeah. You know, you know, if sponsors don't line up and stuff like that, because I've always done it on my own up till that point. Uh, and, you know, when things, you just kind of got to have that financial backing. And I'm not one who can, I'm scared to death to, to get way in debt on something like fishing. Yeah. Um, I, I, I wanted to have a back a little bit of a background to where if something, Hey, it can, in two years, your whole life can flip flop. Oh yeah. In the league. Yeah. You know, if you don't catch them the first year and you only halfway catch them the second year, yeah, you get to go back to your nine to five real quick and in a hurry. Yeah. So that's, I kind of wanted to have that backing before I, I got to it. Um, but I was fortunate enough the year that I made the elites, uh, I won the ABA nationals and that paid a hundred thousand. So I was able to, to you know sit back and don't have to worry about it for a year or give two, me a little cushion which, yeah oh it, it definitely because if you're having i can't worry about that and fish against you guys yeah you know I'm, that's one less uh, variable i can take out and uh i feel a little bit better about it when i step up i don't have to necessarily cut a check i want to every time but i'm not i'm not going in the hole when i get there yeah yeah, I hope uh, – I know we usually have a lot of high school and college uh, anglers listening to the podcast. So if you're listening, listen to what uh, Luke's saying right there because that's that's real important. You definitely want to have uh, have something to fall back on. Let me remind you, if you're watching and listening tonight, if you've got a question or comment about anything you're hearing or saying tonight, you got a question for Luke, Jake, hit, hit you up on, on the IMs. You're going to be pulling some through. You got anything for us right now coming through, or you want to wait a couple minutes? What you got? No, I got two coming in right now. Oh, all right, what do you got? Uh, the first one we're going to go with is from Brian's nephew. <laughs> Luke, what's the best hammer for framing? <laughs> this is a hardware question. <laughs> oh man, I I'd be lying to you. We're not that big. We're still we're still the little guys. We got three thousand people in my town. 
So uh, we're still the little mom and pop type store. All right, now, if you want something on the fish aisle or bolt aisle, I can probably hook you up. <laughs> they got a fishing aisle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was guaranteed. You got to have that. <laughs> Jake, that was necessity. Right what else you got, Jake? We, we have a real one coming in from, oh, Ryan, one. Okay. from Ryan Brown on YouTube. With the rest of the events on the schedule, which one is uh, setting up best for Luke oh. and, and why? Okay. That's a good question. Uh, I I don't really know. Uh, you know, I think Chick might set up best for me for the rest of the year. Um, just because it's going to be a shallow water deal. We shouldn't have to fish over seven, eight foot of water yeah. up there. I mean, just shouldn't, uh, unless something happens. Uh, but that one's, and I'm, I've only been there one time. So, but the other ones, we're going to have to go up North and go to the small mouth water and, uh, my track record up there is not near as good in the north as it is in the south. So uh, it's it's definitely been a learning curve up north for me because, I mean, I've told several people that I didn't have a spinning rod till four years ago. Huh. Uh, <laughs> <so> I, <laughs> That's awesome. So I had to learn real quick, and uh, it's are you it's been learning with curve, the baitcaster in Oklahoma? Are you just like is it yeah, in your, like your hands? If when you're, you're in Oklahoma, you are born with a baitcaster. <laughs> So that's it. You heard I it from Luke you. right yeah. there. He didn't have a spinning rod four, four years ago. In fact, Jason Christie didn't have a spinning rod until a week before the classic. <laughs> so, and you saw what he did with it there. So, you guys oh, are man. you guys are fast learners. <laughs> it's funny, Luke, that you said what you know you're looking forward to check, and I am too. That's going to be a good one. But, dude, my feeling is the total opposite. Like when I saw that schedule. Deep down inside, you know, you're always like, deep man, I'm down. just going to go fish. But deep down inside, I was like, I hate Florida. I hate Florida. I hate <laughs> spawning fish. So I've started with the worst three, hopefully. <laughs> I got them out of the way. I'm hoping to do a little better. But speaking on that, I had this in my notes. Brian didn't have this in the notes. but <laughs> Well, thank you. Luke, I'm having, <laughs> I, I'm having a hell of a start. Like, I've honestly, I'm having the worst start I've ever had in the history of my fishing career uh, in in any circuit. I've just had a horrible start. And I have in my notes to ask both you and Jason, and go, both you guys are from Oklahoma, but both you guys have different histories of the sport. You know, you're a younger guy. Jason's a veteran. What is the best way to get out of a slump, in your opinion? And, and we have a lot of people listening and watching, too, that are dealing with slumps or have dealt with slumps. How do you... How do you get out of a slump? What, 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 what do you recommend a guy do? What should I do? <laughs> you see that bottle on your front table there? Yeah, <laughs> drink the whole thing. I've, I, I tried that. I did that with vodka last night, and it didn't work. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, it's, you know, I don't know. It's, I think it's just keep fishing. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I was a, I, I played basketball and baseball. Um, I was I was more of a shooter in basketball, and uh, you got to keep shooting. You know, shoot you got you can't get hot if you can't, if you don't shoot. Yeah. So the more you, the more you go, the better off you're going to be. It's but I it, that's it's hard to get out of that snowball effect. Yeah. You know, when one thing bad happens, and it's just like the harder you try, the almost worse it is. Yeah. And that it's it's aggravating. I mean, yeah. the more pissed off you get at yourself, and because all our deal is ourselves yeah. you know it's nobody else yeah i mean all you can do is get mad at yourself and it's <laughs> it's frustrating yeah and, uh, keep, keep uh, casting, man. yeah I, I, i've been very mad tough. i've been very mad at myself this year uh i i used to be you know early in my career it used to like really eat at me where i'd have a bad one and i couldn't stop thinking about it for like the whole year you know now i i try to get rid of it quicker you know like i have a couple bad days and i'm mad but then i like put it behind me you know I, I don't know if it's just age or i'm just sick of like punching holes in the wall or whatever <laughs> but um i i take it better now but y you know yeah i'm i'm still mad and i still want to i want to get out of the slump you're on the, you're on the opposite end of the slump you're on a hell of a roll luke coming off a great Bassmaster classic finish with with some really big fish coming off an amazing Santee finish with some really, really mm -hmm. big fish. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, just crazy big fish. Uh, 
talk about that because I, I want to hear about that too. I don't want to just hear about slumps. I want to hear about guys on a roll. How how did you get there? Do you feel like you're making good decisions? Talk about that. And going back to the slump, though, real quick. One thing that I have really done that's kind of helped me, I mean, this is going to help. I hope it's going to help some people, is when we step off the water at 3 o'clock, that day is done. Right. You have nothing about that you can do any more about that day other than give yourself 30 minutes saying, hey, what could I have done better? What decision could I have done that might have helped me out some? Yeah. And then go, hey, go rig your rods back up. We're going to go after tomorrow. We're going to catch. Yeah. I mean, because if you sit and fret over it and you're, you're going to think about it the next day and that's going to cause you to miss a fish possibly that could have turned your day plumb around. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just forgetting the past and just rolling on. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to do. I mean, you know how it is. Yeah. But, uh, but when you can, you're a lot better off. You'll be a lot calmer, a lot more chill. Yeah. And then that next fish you catch, you're ready to roll. Right. But no, the the classic and all, my first two tournaments weren't ideal for me. And I was, I made one cut coming out of Florida. I didn't, I got a 60 something finish at the next one. And I wasn't happy about because you got to make cuts against these guys. Because when you make cuts, you make money. Right. And, uh, but you know, going into the classic, I went and spent a few days um, back in December there and looked at it. And uh, I done a lot of idling. I don't know. I might have fished 30 minutes in three days. And uh, I went out there. Boy, I was pumped up. You know, it was cold. I said, that deep stuff's going to play. And uh, the deep stuff didn't, the stuff that I had that I thought was going to really play, I think I caught one fish off of it in three days of practice. Wow. (laughs) So it was kind of a (laughs) – but I was able to kind of figure out how to catch a few herring fish, which is nothing that I know how to do. I mean, we have shad and, uh, yeah. they're nothing like the little herring guys running around. It's just not the same. Uh, but I was able to get a few of that thing going cause it fishes a lot like Texoma. Um, it, cause it's Texoma has got stroppers in it and stuff. So it kind of had a little bit of similarities to it, but, uh, that was just kind of a, when things kind of clicked a little bit, it worked. Um, it was a struggle. There wasn't nothing. I mean, it wasn't like we went out and just pounded the heck out of them with classic. Some guys did. I did. Um, but Santee was, a that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> it was a, it was a struggle. I mean, I got, I got very fortunate. Um, I was actually planning on fishing up the river and, uh, catching 18 to 20 pounds a day, which that wasn't very good once it came into play, Right. you know, as far as weight wise. But I got up there, and the area or two I had was completely chocolate milk. Uh, and and I planned on staying up there and catching 18 or 20, then coming back down and trying to catch a big one. But I didn't know if I could catch very many when I was down. And well, when I pulled in on day two, they showed up, and it got real pretty wow. <laughs> real fast. Wow. It was, it was neat. I've never seen – we don't have fish waves in Oklahoma like that. Yeah. You know, our spawn seems like it lasts for three months. And – it was like Katie bar the door whenever we showed up down there, you know, when that cold front finally broke and it warmed up, it was like every fish in the lake decided to pull up, but it wasn't in every area. Right. That's where everybody said, boy, y'all just whacked the hell out. No, there was only what three or four or five areas that really played. Right. If that, yeah. I mean, I was just fortunate. I pulled up on an area that I actually didn't even really fish in practice. I had two bites in there and there happened to be 33 and a half pounds sitting in there. <laughs> they just just kind of randomly like hey let's pull up on these trees and let luke is your heart rate is your heart rate down yet from the from the nine piece yeah that was dude that was incredible what a fit i mean that thing i i saw the photos i think uh, is what i initially saw of it and the head on that thing when you were pulling out of the water Dude, it looked like one of those bass pillows. You know the fake, yeah. you know the bass pillows they sell in stores as giant. Dude, that's what it looked like. Talk about that. Talk, talk about that fish. Oh talk about God. the hook yeah. set to landing of that fish. Hey, that's what it was kind of neat because uh, Kyle Jesse, one of the photographers, had pulled up on me ten <laughs> minutes prior to that, and I was like, "Man, you just missed it." He's like, "What?" I said, "Man, I just got like a seven and a half." I said, "I probably won't catch another fish the rest of the day." And I said, "I don't care if I do because I've got." 
26, 27 pounds, I'll get to fish maybe the next day. Yeah. And I said, man, you need to catch. He said, I want you to catch a nine pounder. I was like, yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I'll do my I best. I pulled over there and I flipped my little woolly bug up there and I was actually BSing with him and talking. And, uh, I, I've got, you know, I've watched it and stuff and I got quiet yeah. and I, it popped up over one of them cypress knees. You know how it just feels weird. Yeah. And I said, well, damn, my line's out here beside the boat. And I know it didn't. <laughs> I had to swim out here. And when I reeled down in, I I crammed her hard. You know? Yeah. And uh, I, I like to set the hook hard for some reason. I don't know why. It just makes me feel macho, I, I guess. baseball I thing. <laughs> I cracked her, and it was like everything just worked out. Like, I mean, the fish wanted to go around to where he was, and like, it couldn't have ended up any better. You know, he was – 20 foot from me to get the pictures and stuff it was but it was it was almost surreal you know because yeah. you know i knew i went well over 30 then and i've never caught 30 pound bag in my life uh, that's you incredible know, and it but that fish looked like a dang crappie if it would have been the, <laughs> the length, shape, yeah. it had the 10 pound eyes it was like this is guaranteed over 10 and then you pick her up and it was like her whole body come out and it just kept getting shorter and shorter and shorter <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow so, right little stobby over here but yeah. like a flash I'll, fish. Take I'll take a nine anytime we show up anywhere and not be mad about it so yeah, it, was, it was fun like uh finally getting a hold up a stringer across the front of the stage that's awesome that that doesn't happen yeah. and uh right. making mercer do something was even better so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's awesome what a fish yeah you'll remember those fish man you remember forever you yeah. know and i remember oh. I've caught a few real big ones like that over the years. And, yeah. and it's like all these years later, I can still, I'm telling you, I can still close my eyes and see the fish Relate out the there jumping thing. and, and the remembering, like, you know, lifting it. Yeah. And yeah that yeah. moment when it gets in, like I can remember, <laughs> like I caught a 12, 13 in the God. tournament at Lake Amistad on the first day that year. Oh. And, oh. and this is years ago. This is, you know, shit forever ago and i still remember it i can still close my eyes and almost smell it and taste what it. what year you know? was that i want to say it was it was the one that um gosh who won that one it wasn't the one that ish was won i think it was wasn't the, remits, was it, it might have been remits? the one that remits won it might have been that one yeah it was it was early on uh-huh. when amistad was still really really good yeah you know it was still a pretty pretty juicy lake right uh, did but you have a camera on you? I didn't chance? have a camera. No, yeah, it was the right. first day of the tournament. Um, gotcha. And I don't even think I weighed 30 that day. I think I weighed like 28 or something. I was under no 30, huh. but I had a, a, I had that giant. Whew. But it was it was incredible. But my claim to fame with that fish, though, I, I, I won't forget this. <laughs> so, the, you know, the Texas Parks and Wildlife were there, and they, everybody was excited about the fish because it was so big. And they kept it in the release boat for a little bit, you know. And after the weigh-in was over that day, they had me come back and pose with it for yeah. pictures. And I just thought, well, shit, that's awesome because I'll have a picture that I can, you know, I'm like, man, will you send me some of these because I'll have one to remember this fish forever, you know? Yeah. And it ended up making, I made a Bassmaster magazine cover, Bassmaster cover uh, with that cool. fish. Yeah. So I have it memorialized as a cover of a Bassmaster magazine, <laughs> That's which awesome. is awesome. You know I, what yeah. I mean? It's like I, I, oh, I yeah. thought you were going to say it ended up in Lake X. No, <laughs> I would have. Hey, if I could have took that home to, to New Jersey, I would have drove it home. Believe me, believe me, I would have. Um, that fish got shell shocked. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It would have uh, hit water below sixty-five degrees. It would have got shell shocked. Oh yeah, and here in Jersey, it would have just killed itself because it don't want to be here. You know. That fish don't belong here. We got all a big one here is four pounds, so it would have killed itself. Uh, I did want to talk to you a little bit about. Uh, had in my notes about um, Luke the way you travel, and uh, and you're one of the guys that uh, travels with the, with the lance. I'm pretty sure it's a lance camper on the back. That's a great lifestyle. We've had a lot of guys on that do that. We've had Carl on mm-hmm. and 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 Brett Height and a lot of guys that travel like that. Talk a little bit about uh, about traveling like that and touring with with that style camper. Which I just got me an Arctic Fox this year, but it's Arctic still Fox. camper. Okay, yeah, Arctic Fox is a good brand. Whatever. Yeah, it all. They, uh, man, it's different. Uh, it's I've actually been doing it since I got on here. Yeah. Um, I actually did the thirty foot. I had a thirty foot fifth wheel my first year. Yeah. And uh, I was triple pulling. Okay. And uh, yeah. I think they frowned upon that up north. Yeah. So. I went ahead and uh, I got I went ahead and got me a dually and got me a truck bed camper, and I love it. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, it, it kind of gives you simplicity that you, you're kind of somewhat by yourself to right. an extent. You know, I mean, you have people around you, obviously. Yeah. But I love having all my stuff, all my tackle, all my clothes Self-sufficient. in one spot. One spot. Yeah. No packing and unpacking. No dirty ass hotels. Yeah. 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 And you know who's been sleeping in your bed each night, or you better hope right. so anyway. Yeah. Right. That yeah. that kind of that's kind of nice nowadays too. So yeah. What do you do but, for power source generator? No, he's you're. I have a generator on it, but we hook up. I mean, I don't stay. Right? I'm not yeah. an off the grid guy. I like oh, okay. to have my water and shower and all that. I'm yeah. not no hardcore camper. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, those pop up grids are incredible. Like yeah, you'd be surprised how big they are. They've got sl- some of them have slides. Yeah, so you can slides. like charge a boat off of the generator. They a, well, they have on a, the, yeah, gone? they have a at campgrounds. They have a plug in like thirty amp, fifty oh, amp. Oh yeah, yeah. You plug okay. right into that. Gotcha. And you've got regular power. Like gotcha. Anything, you know? That's cool. So, Luke, do you do you, do you travel solo? Mine's got a full shower. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Just just hanging out. Just me. Yeah. So that's yeah. the that that's the second part to this, Luke. And I and, and you got to remember, this is Ike Live, right? So you got to be honest. Huh. Which, I do want your <laughs> honest opinion on this, and I I, I don't want to put you on the okay. spot, but I want to I want to hear your honest opinion. Um, you travel alone, right? You, you do you practice alone? Do you network with other guys, or is it pretty much you against the fish? I I've I've kind of been I've done my own thing this year. Yeah, I mean I've kind of really just kind of I've kind of just done Luke. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, in the past, I've had a few guys and good buddies I've talked to and stuff. And uh, right. this year, it's just kind of just kind of been me. Uh, and I, I don't know if that's good or bad, but uh, that's kind of it's just been better for me this year for some reason. Yeah, and and the reason yeah. I say that, and I have not, this is the first time we're actually bringing this topic up on this show. But I thought, man, what a great time to bring it up with Luke because he's traveling by himself. He's doing this camping thing, which I uh, again, I I think that's the way to do it. I love that. Um, we have a lot of guys on tour right now in the elites, especially that travel together, that work together. Um, you you know, and I, I'm not going to throw out any names here specifically, but I know of, you know, guys that are three, four, five, six to a house that are really, really sharing detailed information right like i mean oh yeah some of these relationships down to they share everything mm-hmm. um i i just want to by that uh, underwear i mean there's no, no 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 i'm not talking about that i'm the I ladies mean, fishing yeah. from okay. a fishing standpoint not ladies um <laughs> i i i, I want to just ask you outright is that is that right or is that wrong i i think it's I mean, I think it's each to your own. Uh, I don't know. It's that. That's like you say. It's a tough one. Yeah. For people. Uh, I mean, I'm wrong. It was nice my first year or two on here. I didn't know a squat about catching a smallmouth up in current. Right. You know, I didn't. And one of my buddies, he kind of, he showed me kind of what I need to look for, what I need to do. I mean, he wouldn't give me spots or anything like that. Right. He was just right. Because if not, I was going to go up there and flip largemouth and catch my 15 pounds and go home in 94th place out of 85 people. Yeah. You know. And yeah. <laughs> so it, that he helped me out doing that. But uh, some guys it works for, you know. Uh, I don't know if that might not sometimes hurt somebody for winning a tournament because you start sharing too much and all of a sudden you're sharing water real quick. Right. You know, because yeah. a lot of these are pattern lakes. You know, we fish a lot of good pattern lakes. Yeah. So you, if you start running that, well, all of a sudden you get in the rotation that's behind your buddy <laughs> and he's got 24 pounds and you got 12. And it's just because he was hitting the stuff before you. And the next day you flop, you know, uh, taking off. And all of a sudden you're hitting the stuff first and it's yeah. vice versa. And, you know, I think that could eventually hurt in the long run. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, some people that they're good with that and can work with it. Uh, yeah. you know, kudos to them. Yeah. Here, here, here's my take on it. And uh, honestly, it's one of those gray areas in the sport. Right. Um, yeah. You know, and I, I think there's, I think at some point there's gotta be a, a, a some kind of compromise, but here's my take on it. And here's, here's why I don't really like it. Right. And, and, and I say that almost as a hypocrite 
Because let me, let me start by saying, for a lot of years early in my career, I traveled with uh, Ish Monroe, mm -hmm. with John Cruz, and we did come back at night and share general information. We never shared spots. We never shared areas of the lake. We never talked about, you know, I'm, I'm upriver. I'm we just said, hey, man, I caught someone on a chatterbait today flipping, you know, doing this. Or, so I did it, okay? Right, right. So I'm going to be very hypocritical here when I say this. <clears throat> I think it's wrong. Because I think this is a sport that is an individual sport, right? This isn't freaking baseball. Mm -hmm. This isn't soccer. This isn't hot. This is not a team sport. This is you against the fish. I really yeah. hate that guys are sharing spots and information like that. Um, I've heard, and again, I'm not going to say any names. But, but it's but no secret, Mike. I mean, the Canadians are out in the open that well, they, they, they pull their money into one bank account. I know. I know that. So and, it's and not again, a secret. I, you know, I know it's not a secret. Right. And I've heard guys at Bass specifically, and I won't again, I won't say any names. It goes on in the other league, too. Yeah, I've heard guys at Bass, an, uh, announcers at Bass, call it the cheat bus. They've said that to me. Right. Oh, those guys are yeah. Those guys are on the cheat bus. They're all fishing the cheat bus. I'm like, and I and I won't say the guy's name, but I'm, and I and I was thrown off. I'm like, what? They're cheating? Oh no no no, they're not really cheating, but they're on the cheat bus because they're all sharing info. And you know, how do you think he got on that area of the lake and started throwing that? You know, the day he doesn't catch nothing, and the next day he's got twenty. Yeah, he's on. It's totally legal. Right. But is it right? Yeah. Is it right? Is <laughs> it ethically right in our sport? Now, should it be? To the extreme that MLF had a few years ago, where you couldn't talk to anybody, like you know, you were afraid to even have a conversation. Right, which with is a, unenforceable. Right, that it's unenforceable, right. and that was yeah. too far left. But to to have this happen to me, I don't I don't know that it's right for the sport. I'm just being honest, right? Yeah, I hear you. And again, I'm being hypocritical because I did it. So you know, I used to, there's a major gray area on it. Yeah, and it's tough. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, it's like, it's tough. Like you say, it's, it's a tough situation. Right. Um, it's, I don't know. There's like, there's, there's so many different things that doesn't matter what I think the, any rule that's put in about it, you know, if there was, I think there's going to be people that try to beat the, beat the rule. Yeah. Right. You know, and then, right. then you're going to really, then you're going to be given instead of two polygraphs, there's going to be 50 every time. Yeah. <laughs> You and know, a blood because, sample. Yeah. yeah. Give blood samples. Yeah. That's a hard deal yeah. to do, man. Like yeah. to like, honestly, like you got to really, really, really have like some open trust with somebody that you're working okay. with yeah. in that sense. And like, and there's, you got to like really, really trust each other. Cause like, dude, it gets slimy quick. I like, know. and I mean, I said, dude, some of my best friends in the world, I love them, but they show up on the same grass line. I'm fishing. <laughs> I'm ready to fight. <laughs> Yes. Rob, Rob, if you're watching. <laughs> exactly. Just kidding. Love yeah. you, yeah. It's not Rob. He's but, following Connor. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean, no, I I mean it's, it's, it's crazy. Like, yeah. you know, it, and it, it's such a gray area, and you can see it from both from both sides that, you know, it, it – yeah, how do you I, enforce it? I don't know. I, know? I, it's, it's a tough topic. I'm glad we brought it up. Yeah. Uh, Luke, I appreciate your honest opinion on that. Uh, but, but let me say this. Well, the that guy, was, what, you know, the original MLF format where you would show up to a place you didn't know anything about. I love about. that. Yeah. I love – that's, that's one thing I did love about that over yeah. there. You know, I love that you were on an even playing field, you yep. against the fish, right? Yep. I love that. No uh, practice. But in saying that, the guys that are doing it themselves, I do really appreciate that a lot more. I and respect it more. As many guys that are working together, there's just as many doing it like Luke, doing it by himself. So I yeah. do appreciate that a lot. You know, I think it should be that way. I really do. Uh, let me remind you, you guys are watching a brand-new Ike Live show tonight. We've got yep. Luke Palmer on, uh, on a roll big time. If you've got a question for Luke, please hit us up here on the IMs, and we'll get it through. Jake, what else we got? Want to patch one, one, one or two more through to Luke before we let him go? What do you got? Yeah, we got another one coming from Mac Attack. Okay. Cool. Uh, we talked. We talked about yeah, sure one. We talked about all like the travel stuff. Yeah. And all the routines you got. Yeah. Got any superstitions or routines that you got Ooh. every time you go fishing? Oh, that's a good one, Luke. Any superstitions? Uh oh, routines? he's a baseball player. This might get. Yeah, this, this might get, get crazy. Here. Let's <laughs> go. Right, just face you know, turn. I don't know. I don't. I don't. 
Now, I got a couple of hats that I seem like I've caught better this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I know that one. <laughs> He's a hat guy. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I still, I mean, they're 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 sponsor hats, so I kind of I got to work them in back and forth. And even if I don't catch them with that hat, I still go ahead and throw it on there. But don't think it doesn't cross my mind sometime throughout the day. Like, yeah. damn, I just had 33 with that Falcon hat <laughs> yes, so. I have that superstition too. That's that's not really? unnormal. I do. I, I like, but this this year I've burned all my hats. So what does that tell you? <laughs> you know? And I've shaved my beard, and that didn't fucking work either. What's next? Uh, well, to to that point, these yeah. comments came through about I don't know 15 minutes ago on on YouTube. Scott Easel says, uh, "Ike, you need a slump buster," but yeah. I don't think Becky would approve. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Oh, God. Becky would not approve of that kind of slump buster. There's yeah. other slump busters out there. I'll find oh one that's, my God. that's approved by her. Uh, also, <laughs> Luke. I, I think I, it's good advice. It is know, good advice. For some people. For some people, it is. Uh, Thank you, Scott, for that. Luke, we've got a question <laughs> coming through from our very own Pete Glusick, uh, and he wants to know, Luke, how big of a role did forward-facing sonar play in your tournaments this year, especially where you were catching spawning fish. So did you, have you used forward-facing sonar this year in the Florida events or at the Classic or at Santee, and, and has it helped you? Can I lie on this one? You can no. lie. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, Brian says no. You can't lie. Uh, the last tournament, it was a major deal. Wow. Santee was a big deal. Wow. Um, and they were spawners. Probably 75 to 80%. Wow. Uh, Holy shit. Um, but uh, Florida, not so much in Florida um, because you just, it's, you know, it's hard. You can see them in those pads, but it's tougher. Yeah. And uh, it was, I did, I actually kind of try to turn my stuff off in Florida because I was fishing so shallow, which it was so good that I caught 10 pounds a day, you know. <laughs> so it was really, it seemed like it didn't do much good at all for me. Um, Hairstain, I was flipping super shallow there too. So it didn't, the first two, but the classic and the, the second one was definitely major. Probably both of them were 80% plus yeah. on both tournaments. That's interesting to me because I think so many people oh, assume that active target forward facing sonar is only good out deep, right? You see Shit. so many guys in that <laughs> 15 to 30 foot zone where it's important and, and it instantly hits you like, Yes, that's I, I need that for deep water. Yeah. But you're telling yeah. you're telling our listeners and viewers right now that it's good for shallow water. Yeah, I, I use mine. I actually my first one I got is mainly for crappie fishing. That's big time around here. Yeah. I mean crappie is like die hard, you know, sell the farm, everything just to go crappie fishing for yeah. people. And I got it just for that. And uh so I, I started catching them a lot shallower and stuff like that, messing with it. But it, it's not easy, uh, you know. You you look, you look for complete opposite stuff. You know, when you're looking out deep, you're looking for the fish, you know. And and with up shallow, you kind of look for more structure and stuff like that. And then you can you can eventually see the fish. But it's it's just more to help you find out where they're going to be sitting and, and compared to actually looking directly at the fish and watching them eat your bait. You know. Gotcha. Yeah. So you were seeing stumps that are cypress knees and stuff like that that you couldn't see with your eyes it's helping you identify yeah. those areas could you actually see the, the beds themselves no i couldn't see the beds i could just okay. see where the fish would keep going back to pretty oh. consistently so then it, it don't uh -huh. take when they, when you can't see them you know how much easier it is to catch them when you can't see them right you know yeah. i mean if they're spawning and, you, and they can't see you your odds go through the roof wow. you know yeah, yeah. That's a good. One. What do you set the range for when you're fishing shallow like that? What's the? I, I still I still shoot fifty to fifty five feet normally. Okay. I'm still shooting pretty good ways out in front of me. Look, so. Are you are you Lawrence or Garmin? Uh, Garmin. You're Garmin. Okay. Garmin. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. We we you know here in South Jersey we have a lot of shallow water and to me it gets a lot tougher as you get shallower to to see the fish. Yeah. You almost right. see them like. I call it worming around, you know, it's like, cause when you're deep, you, you know, and the fish are off the bottom, it's kind of easy, you know, but when you're oh, in yeah. a shallow environment, 
you almost see them sort of like worming around the bottom. Especially you know? in Jersey. They're you just like sliding in the black. Yeah, death, you almost you know? see like the yeah. bottom sort of <laughs> right. start to kind of worm yeah. around a little bit. You right, know? right. It's interesting. Man, it's it's going to be just like anything else. Like, you know, like 2D sonar, the learning curve on 2D sonar, like to, yeah. to be able to identify fish on that. It right. takes time. And yeah. It's, oh, I was man. able to pick up live scope faster than I could 2D inside image. I, I guess so. Wow. <laughs> live imaging you know yeah. but dude you said something there in in in, in seeing where the fish go back to i don't want to get too bu on you here but dude that that just bing oh yeah 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 spawn a fish what's it there was, it's gonna return to its bed you know oh, oh yeah there was one on. tree okay. that i caught two fives and a three off of but i caught the the male was you know first flip well, the female, the second one, I couldn't, it took me a few minutes to get her to bite and the other one left and I come back about 30 minutes later and, uh, she was, she pulled right back up to the tree and I sat there and I first flip, I lost her. And then it took me about 15 minutes. I finally got her to bite again. And so you, it was, these were fish you couldn't but without that, see. You're going to make two flips and leave, you know? So it's crazy. It was very interesting. I mean. But it's kind of, it was one of the special deals. Everything kind of lined up and what I was fishing in the depth. It just kind of, it was right, you yeah. know. Um, I mean, when, when it's, when it lines up for you to catch them like that and there's no one else around you, yeah, it's, you know, that's just part of it. Yeah. It's <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty incredible, man. Pretty incredible to, uh, to see you using that shallow and pretty incredible to see the success you've had, Luke, this year. Uh, I hope you, I hope you keep it rolling. I, I, I said before you came on the show, for sure, to me, you're one of the, the, the future of the sport. So, man, I, I'm, I'm excited to have you on the show and, and uh, look forward to fishing with you the rest of the year for sure, man. All right, I appreciate it. Appreciate it. I'm glad you guys had me on. And it's been fun getting to see you guys back. And uh, it's not as fun to get to fish against you guys because <laughs> <laughs> y'all can catch them. Well, so I mean, it's, I'm glad to been... see y'all back, but yeah. I'm not. Does Everybody's just sense? taking my money so far, so we'll see what happens yeah. the last yeah. half of the season. <laughs> but uh, appreciate you coming on the show tonight, Luke. All right. Thank you, guys. Y'all have a good one. You're welcome. Luke Palmer, everybody. Yes. That's good. Yes. Riz, that, I see your eyes over oh there lighting up about forward-facing sonar shallow. I know. I because we, we were just talking about how, like, oh, everybody's going to be using forward-facing sonar out deep, and I'm going to have the bank to myself. Thanks, Luke. No, I'm not. Now I gotta get this <laughs> sonar. I guess it's a oh cool technology, God. man. It's a yeah. cool technology. I, I mean, I think there are times when you know you can use it and have success and see things yeah. other guys can't see. For sure. And I still think there's times that you have it on it hurts you. You know, so you have yep. to decipher when to use it, when to leave it alone. Mm -hmm. Yada yada. It's yada. Definitely, there's there's definitely a balance there because I mean. I've I've seen it firsthand. I don't have that technology on my on my boat yet, but I think I I will before the end of this year. Yeah. Um, but there's definitely some stuff where you're gonna have to learn it because you don't want to be learning it during during go time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you're in a tournament, you want to be just relying on your fishing. Yeah. Not sitting there wondering like, oh, is that a bass or a drum or yeah? You know. Yeah. <laughs> so it's crazy stuff, man. It is but crazy. that that identifying them come off I don't, and i don't even want to like keep talking about it I, i'm worried about who's watching yeah, now. don't give it too much away yeah like you said that's for bu rob's, <laughs> rob's watching yeah. yeah everybody's gonna Jeez. have active target on the flat out there now it's gonna be so much noise out there it's like freaking bing, 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 like bing. seals like shamu out there <laughs> clicks yeah. and freaking whales and a guy see, sitting up against a leaning pedestal still catch him just dragging a senko not even paying oh, attention yeah. right exactly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> smoking a cigarette yeah. dragging away smoking a sick dude just There's dragging a senko yeah. whatever oh, uh, that guy yeah that guy let me remind you you're watching a brand new ike live we just had luke palmer on uh awesome guest uh we're gonna take a break brian in a yep. second and then uh excited to have jason christie jason's coming on. in the queue waiting jason's in the queue waiting so he's ready to ready to roll all right Sounds good. Perfect. All right. Hang in there with us. Hold on, Mike. Yes. We got What's five up? AFCO hoodies 
Oh, yeah. They look a lot like this thing. Oh, right let here. me say. Oh, here's a good look at yep. these AFCO, Jason Christie AFCO hoodies were given away. That's right. Oh, yeah, they're awesome. Those yep. things are dope. It's a nice item. Yeah, yeah it's I've got a few of those. Good yeah. for summer and uh, and winter, too. I mean, it's just Daytime, nice. nighttime. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, daytime, nighttime, water, yeah. anything. All of it, Rich. All yeah. of it. Um, and uh, like and share the feed. <laughs> we're going to give away one of those. We'll do some questions and trivia in, yep. a, in a second here. We'll give away a few of those. Yes. All right, hang in there with us, Brian. We'll take a break. Come back. We have Jason Christie on. Can't wait to talk to him. Is that right? Yes. All right. Hang in there with us. When we come back, third segment of Ike Live. You know, right now where we're standing, we're in Camden, New Jersey. Yeah. Philadelphia is right there. This is the concrete jungle. And, you know, a lot of those kids, as they grow up, they don't fish. It's interesting because they're surrounded by water. You know, the, the Delaware River, the Schuylkill, ponds, city park lakes, but they don't have the influence to, to, to cast, to fish, to have a rod and reel. And that really, that became our focus, you yeah. know, is to target kids in what we call non-traditional areas, yeah. you know, urban areas, city centers, where the population's high. And, and let these kids have the experience. You know, it, it, it's amazing. I mean, some of the experiences we've had, whether it's Central Park in New York City, here in Camden, other parts of the country, even just casting, yeah. it's unbelievable to see it, isn't it? Yes. It's unbelievable. Yes. And, and uh, you know, you see these kids have this experience they've never had, and they light up, you know? The big thing, I think, for the Ike Foundation is we're not, we're not saying we want all these kids to become professional anglers. Yeah. Be great if some of them did, but we want them to have that fishing experience because it ties them to so, so many other positive things. The outdoors, nature, conservation, conservation. Uh, ecology, um, you know, all these amazing things in life that maybe they wouldn't have been exposed to any other way, we're trying to help with that. So it's, it's important, it's important for us. Yeah. We're proud of it. At Founders Brewing, we asked ourselves, what if we brewed a beer perfect for any occasion? A beer that makes a weekday feel more like the weekend. And the weekend feel more like an adventure. What if we brewed a beer that brought us together and allowed us to be ourselves? A beer that is just as much of a companion as it is a reward at the end of the journey. What if we explored the unknown together and found a new way? What if we celebrated taste and flavor and life's simple pleasures? And what if we brewed a beer that could go where you go without slowing you down? What if? Founders All Day IPA, low ABV and full flavor that goes where you go. Chase your what if. Four and a half inch drop shot worm, Bama Bug. Finesse Jig, PB&J, give me something hard. Hey, KVD here. Now, I didn't always know this much about fishing. Three-aught, no, four-aught EWG worm hook. In fact, there was a time when I couldn't tell the difference between a jerkbait and a stickbait. But then I signed up for Mystery Tackle Box, the original monthly tackle subscription. And now I know more about fishing than I do about calculus. And he knows a lot about calculus. Plus, I get amazing extras, like free fishing magazines. October 2016, featured article, Four Places to Throw a Frog, exclusive decals, <coughs> zombie bass, and how-to videos for all the great baits I receive. How to tune a crankbait. Is that underwater footage I smell? I got goosebumps. So if you're looking to develop enhanced fishing abilities like me, or you just like getting new tackle every month, Go to mysterytacklebox.com and get your box today. Ooh, live minnows. Is it lunchtime already? Nature's candy. It's more than who you are. It's who you're with. And it's more than what you do. It's where you do it. 
Tin Cup Mountain Whiskey.